0: livepodcasts.fm Good to Know This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Only on livepodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer. Good to Know I'm Wendy Nola and thanks for downloading this podcast. The Good to Know podcast draws on my many years of experience as a consumer journalist to share tips that keep you from being ripped off. You can subscribe to receive every podcast in the series. Just visit lifepodcast.fm or go to the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way it gets shared far and wide and even more people can benefit from it. When is it okay to be verbally or physically abusive towards a company or one of its staffers? Never. That's when never yes sometimes companies can make you want to scream for sake or worse but here's why it's never a good idea for you or the recipient of your rage so no matter how badly you've been treated how justified you are to be really angry and we've all been there when you lose control and act in anger extreme anger it becomes all about that and it totally dilutes your case So stay on the moral high ground at all costs. For starters, for that reason, you're more likely to get what you want. Someone who is steely, calm, but assertive and absolutely clear about how they've been harmed and what they expect and by when is far more likely to be taken seriously and actually get what they want and what they're entitled to. I learned this lesson from my mother from an early age, so I suppose I have an advantage in that. Quite recently, she allowed herself to be stopped by one of those direct marketers in a mall selling all kinds of hideously overpriced face creams and such. And she was talked into buying a facial scrub. And I don't think she'd got home yet before she realized that that was a really bad idea. And she took the product still in its box with a slip back to the mall and said, I'd like a refund, please, because I I've remorse. And in terms of the cooling off period that I'm entitled to, I want my money back. And the woman started saying, well, you'll have to wait because it's got to go through my supervisor and this and that. And my mother said... This is how it's going to work. I gave you my money. You didn't have to confer with your supervisor or anybody else. You happily took my money. Now, in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, I have five business days in which to return this. I don't need to have a reason. I just need to get my money back from you. The same way I put my money in your hand, you can put back in mine. And I'll just wait here until you do that. And it wasn't very long before my dear mother got that money put back into her hand. She didn't need (laughs) My help at all. It's easy to write off somebody who is completely losing it. You know, you're somebody that is clearly not in control of yourself. In some cases, worthy of mirth. It's it's actually quite funny. Nobody is actually going to consider you very powerful in that moment at all versus somebody who is completely in control of themselves and full of power and intent. The second reason that it's never a good idea to become abusive is that there's a very good chance that somebody... (laughs) will whip out their smartphone and film you and then post it on social media, which could be embarrassing in many ways. And it could also hamper your chances of getting a job or getting a promotion or any position really that requires you to have any form of self-control. I don't know if you remember... It was a good few months ago now, maybe towards the end of last year, this video that went viral on social media of a woman completely losing it in a telecom shop. Now, uh, somebody that knows all too well how telecom can make people completely lose it and drive you to uncharacteristic behavior. But this woman was really on the far end of complete lack of anger management. And she was just screaming, I want whatever. No! 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 And she almost sort of levitated a bit every time she screamed the word, now. The person and people around her filming um, were actually laughing. Um, And that was the effect. Uh, You know, she wasn't being taken seriously at all because she was so completely out of control. And her reaction was completely disproportionate to whatever even talcum could throw at her. More recently, a week or so ago, was the woman who rammed her Merc into a Joburg branch of Standard Bank, and not once, a few times, backwards and forwards. Again, she was filmed on the scene afterwards, standing next to her slightly rearranged car, still beside herself with rage. Apparently, she'd been trying for ages to make a withdrawal from that bank. The bank said it was a, a highly complicated transaction. She felt that she'd been pushed from pillar to post for far too long and. Again, as with Telcom, the banks can drive one to that sort of rage. But whoever was right, it doesn't matter. That woman didn't think she was completely out of control. She could so easily have injured somebody, another customer or a staff member or more than one. It was just a completely ridiculous overreaction, inappropriate in so many ways. And of course, there were people on Twitter saying, yes, they get it. They completely understand. They can relate, et cetera. No. It's really not a good idea to be glorifying such behavior, even as I say, if she was completely mistreated, that is not the way to respond at all. So those are two selfish reasons not to lose it. The third is that clearly it's harmful to staff members. Think about if it's on the other end of the phone, call centre agents, most of them are very young it's really not okay to subject them to verbal abuse. People in stores as well, there's a trend, my theory is that a lot of people who don't have much power in their personal lives, whether it's at home in the domestic situation, whether it's as an employee, will vent, will take the opportunity to vent its somebody they feel is in a position that they can't give it back to them and uh, they totally abuse that perceived position of power because they feel so disempowered in other areas of their lives. I used to get it many years ago when I was a night news editor on a daily newspaper in Durban. People would have a few toots and by six o'clock you could rely on at least one abusive phone call from somebody who felt that because they were a subscriber you had to sit on the other end of the line and listen to them vent. Some years ago I got an email from um, Cape Union Marts, Philip Kravitz, who was then chairman of the outdoor apparel group, and um He said that he'd adopted a customer's always right mantra throughout his long retail career and that he welcomed the Consumer Protection Act, which was quite new at that point. However, he said, an ugly aspect has crept into the new wave of consumerism in the form of abusive human beings who find themselves in the front line of consumer complaints. He said other retailers have also commented on the advent of this undesirable trend, and I believe that it's time to address the concerns of fair-minded companies who will not stand idly by when their staff is abused. He said sales staff are mostly young people in their first jobs and of course good companies will do their best to train and uplift such individuals, he said, but nothing can prepare them for the abuse of certain consumers. In many cases they're just simply endeavouring to carry out the policy of their companies to the best of their abilities. Sales personnel, waitrons and other service staff regularly face derogatory remarks, racial abuse and personalised slurs. It's very difficult to tell someone, as I often do, not to take it personally when the abuse is at that hideous level. Kravitz said, We feel it's time that those who justifiably protect the rights of consumers should also stand up against the abuse of sales and service staff. We will go out of our way to assist customers beyond generally accepted norms, but we will not let customers abuse our people. Complaints can be dealt with by focusing on the problems rather than by attacking people, consumers who respect this practice will always enjoy the best outcome. And I completely agree with him. I will not take on cases if I'm aware that the complainant had been verbally or physically abusive to staff members. Apart from the fact that I can't be seen to be advocating such behaviour, even if the complaint has merit, I know from handling many such cases that the consumer's actual gripe, and in many cases it's valid, becomes the side issue to the abuse. So I'm on a hiding to nothing there. I've only ever dealt with one case, I must say, involving physical abuse. A man with a problem couch threw a punch at the sales manager in a furniture store. I thought that the store was perhaps exaggerating or making that up to dodge a valid complaint, but um, sadly, the complainant actually admitted to doing that, at which point I dropped the case. Kravitz ended his letter to me with a request. We appeal to you to promote the policy of respect for each other. Salespeople and frontline staff are just as deserving of fair treatment as consumers. And again, I completely agree. I've never said, for the record, that the customer's always right because they often... They just aren't. I I believe certainly as far as my inbox goes that most of the complaints in there are valid, that the consumer was done down in some way. In some, they weren't. Uh, Many insist, for example, and this is the most common um, misperception, they insist that they're legally entitled to a refund for goods that they've changed their minds about. In other words, goods that are perfectly okay, they're not defective, they just don't want them anymore for whatever reason, in which case they have no legal right to a refund. They have no legal right to return it at all. So they complained to me that they've been offered a voucher, which is violating their rights, when in fact, that's a favor because as I say, there's no legal right of return at all. And I mention that scenario because that one scenario I think is responsible for quite a bit of abuse that goes on in stores when those people are told we're not giving you your refund. The consumer in many cases does get quite Aggressive. So clearly, no staffer is obliged to endure abuse at the hands of a customer. So, what should they do? I'm often asked this, and I do realize that it's easier said than done, but just politely disengage say something like, I really would like to help you, but we can't um, deal with the issue while you're in the state. So when you feel able to discuss this calmly and rationally, please you know, return and we'll do so. I should add then that they need to be trained how to do that. There needs to be role playing and the managers and supervisors and everyone in the upline should support them in being able to do that in the face of such abuse from a customer. This is not a uniquely South African phenomenon, of course. Millions of people who work in customer service and public service jobs face this rising tide of rage every day. I love the advice of the owner of a customer service training company in San Francisco. She called it emotional leadership, showing emotional leadership in response to a livid customer. So in other words, keeping calm, calm, in the face of abuse, is key. And as I said, easier said than done. But it can be learnt behaviour. And I really feel very strongly that companies should invest in training their staff how to go about doing that. And the first step is not taking it personally. And the second, from there, the the tricks and how to get into the right mindset and basically stay in the adult mode while the customer has very firmly gone into tantruming child mode. It's very, very vital that customer facing staff are equipped with the means to do that. And it starts with Acknowledging the customer's emotions, listening with warmth and empathy, apologising even though you didn't create the problem and then refusing to engage further while the customer is enraged. But it's very important to give them the promise that you do want to help. It's just that you're not going to acknowledge or engage with them while they're in that state of rage. I had an Uber encounter recently which led me to telling the driver something along those lines. But it began with me, I should confess, Not behaving abusively, but I was behaving with some irritation. So I had at the last minute decided not to take my car to a Cape Town City Bowl hotel because I thought, oh, parking, I'm quite close by, let me rather Uber there. The first Uber that confirmed then mysteriously um, dumped me. My fare wasn't very high, so obviously something better came along. So now I've lost that time. And then the second one that confirmed was I could see on the app very close by, just around the corner, but then he went on this long time-consuming loop around the whole neighbourhood before he got to me and then he approached me from the wrong direction, which required him to go a way that was more congested. You know how it goes when you know your route. So by the time he pulled up, I got into the car and I said, oh my goodness, I'm running so late now. You were just around the corner. Why did you go on that little... So I wasn't shouting, but I was speaking in uh, what I will admit was an annoyed tone. And he looked at me and he said, hello. And I went, yes, sorry, hello. And he said, how are you? And I went, I'd be better if you just moved this car now. There was a moment and a look on his face when I thought he might tell me to get out because he was probably expecting me to escalate. (laughs) But he pulled off, thankfully, and he said, you're the second person that's got into my car and complained and been angry because the driver before cancelled the trip. And I can't do anything about my app. A lot of people say it goes on the long route, but that's, I have to follow my app. And at that point, I recovered myself and I said, I apologize. I sincerely apologize. You didn't deserve, you had nothing to do with why I was annoyed. I get it and I'm really sorry. It's horrible to have to have angry passengers. I said, but let me just help you with something. when an angry person gets into your car and they've been let down by the Uber before or they, they could see on the app that you were taken in the wrong direction, I said, you are totally carrying the entire brand of Uber, even though you're an independent driver. Who else are they going to vent at? I said, so if you want to help yourself diffuse the situation, I said, say, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I can understand how frustrated you are. Now you've lost some time, but I'm here and I want to help you, so let's get you where you need to be as fast as possible. Okay. And I said, that will diffuse the situation except for the most unreasonable passenger. That will diffuse it. That will make them feel that you're on your side and they'll they'll suddenly realize that they're being unreasonable and that's nothing to do with you and the whole energy will change. And he went, I love that so much. I'm going to write that in my book. And we chatted a little bit more about the human psychology from his end and from the passenger's end. And we ended up, you know, giving each other five stars and Ratings, and on we went. And I thought, you know, we each were able in that incident to teach each other something, and that's what it's all about—is really is understanding the psychology around it and acting from there, out of that position of understanding. What actually made me um, think to to do this podcast was an email I got very recently from a woman who called herself Amanda G., who runs a small business with her husband. And she began with, please help us, Wendy. I know that you fight for what's right for consumers, which is great because I'm one of the many consumers who likes being able to know my rights in stores. But she said, today I got verbally abused by a customer who fought for something for her husband's account and she became abusive and insulting everyone in the store we, as workers, should be treated with mutual respect. I feel deeply saddened that nobody fights for the right of the workers when consumers take advantage of us in the store and treats us like dirt. We work extremely hard for the money that we earn, and I feel strongly that somebody should fight for us as well as always giving the customers the upper hand in the way that they mistreat workers in retail. And I hear her, and she doesn't, she's running a small mom and pop operation and she doesn't have the benefit of a you know a big corporate. Where you can go to a manager or a supervisor and say, I need help here. But yes, so the way that I can help people like her is to get the word out to consumers that nobody wins when they're abusive to a company, employee, an owner, a manager, a person on the shop floor, at the end of a of the line and a sales call. It's just not appropriate. And of course, again, I also can do my bit by refusing to take on any case where the consumer has been abusive in any way. And I've said that openly many, many times in the last couple of decades. Before I end, I want to talk a little bit about venting on social media. 20 years ago when I got started, you know, there was no social media and the corporates were able to control all that negative stuff, the complaints, the venting within their own call centers and email servers. They could keep it very Private. Now, of course, that power balance is completely turned on its head. Anybody can air and share their shoddy treatment on a very, very public platform, be it Twitter or Facebook, and then sit back while the outraged responses pour in. But with every bit of power comes responsibility. And in a nutshell, if it's not true and it's not in the public interest, that's defamation. If you tick the true and public interest boxes or if you don't tick them rather, you could be on the receiving end of some legal action and that's what happened not too long ago in the last year for sure to a Cape Town woman who went to a branch of Kauai, placed her order and she rejected it. She said it was too runny, I think. And the woman made her a second one and she walked back to the office with it and she'd got close to the bottom when she looked down and saw what she thought was saliva. So she joined the dots and decided, and, you know, with the agreement of her colleagues that the smoothie maker must have been affronted by her rejecting the first smoothie and decided to spit into her second one as a form of revenge. So she contacted Kauai management and they were looking into it. They wanted to get the CCTV footage, et cetera, et cetera, but she felt they were taking too long. So she just told that story on facebook and you can imagine the responses that poured in totally disgusting blah 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 turns out The smoothie maker had long service with the company, had no history of doing anything like that. The CCTV footage showed that she did nothing of the sort. It turns out that what looked like saliva was actually unblended banana. So your imagination can turn reality into something altogether devoid of reality. She was tracked down through her cell phone number. I think she got a summons via WhatsApp And in the end, she was forced to take down the post as well as all the comments. The comments were, I think, worse than the actual post. She's lucky that she wasn't asked to pay legal costs and all the rest in that case. So, again, true... And in the public interest, you are safe. That cannot be called defamation. But I'd go further, and keeping with the theme of this podcast, and say there's another box that you should tick, and that is the way that you state your truth in the public interest. So do it calmly and rationally, because that way it will always carry more weight than if you do so in massive font, capital letters, red with 48 exclamation marks. That's really going to take away some of the credibility of your complaint. Trust me on that. I hope you found this episode of Good To Know useful. My aim is to protect you from being ripped off. So if there are issues you'd like me to cover in more depth in future episodes, feel free to tweet me on at Wendy Nola. You won't want to miss my next podcast in this series, so be sure to subscribe on livepodcasts.fm or in the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way, listening communities know I'm here. lifepodcasts.fm Good to know This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Only on lifepodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer Good to know